We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you again today for joining us here for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley podcast, and we hope you're having a wonderful day. And we're just about a week out now till Thanksgiving Day, and we have so much to be thankful for. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, do the podcast on being a Barnabas, uh, because I think this time of year we certainly should be and strive to be an encouragement. And his name actually meant son of consolation. And so I hope and pray we're being an encouragement today. But let me encourage you. Uh, Thanksgiving is on its way. And, of course, after that, you know, we start celebrating the Christmas season. So this is the most wonderful time of the year. And let me encourage you, if you do not belong to a good Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, you ought to get in one. And uh, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, I will uh, uh, say that I couldn't imagine trying to live life without the encouragement of a church family and being a part of the work of God. So God help us to uh, keep uh, the main thing the main thing. I know we can get uh, distracted, and and uh, but I want to encourage you today to uh, you know, be encouraged. Be if you if you are if you belong to a good Bible preaching church, it doesn't mean they're perfect. We're certainly not perfect. I'm certainly not perfect, but I'm glad we do have a perfect Savior. And so I want to encourage you to uh, be involved in a good church, especially during the holiday seasons. I'm telling you, it's just a special time of year. So we're looking at uh, Barnabas, and we're encouraging ourselves to be like a Barnabas, and we talked about how he gave to God. We found this in Acts chapter 11, but we've been looking at other passages of Scripture. Uh, But the Bible says uh, that uh, verse 23 of Acts chapter 11, uh, he said, uh, verse 24, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and a much people was added to the Lord. What a testimony about somebody, right? And that's what the Bible says about Barnabas. We talked about how he was a giver. He gave to the Lord, and we just try to explain and encourage you that we can, uh, you know, emulate uh, Barnabas in his way of giving. He gave financially. He gave his, uh, you know, his influence. And I want to make give this quote: "Real love is often measured by our willingness to to let go of what we possess." Remember, he he had land. He sold it just to give to the work of the Lord. Um. Look, a farmer was known for his generous giving, but his friends could not understand how he could give so much away but yet remain so prosperous. One day a spokesman for his friends said, We can't understand you. You give far more than the rest of us, and yet you always seem to have more to give. He said, Oh, that's easy to explain, the farmer said. I keep shoveling into God's bin, and God keeps shoveling into mine. But God has the bigger shovel. So here's a man whose ethics of giving were controlled by the power of the Lord. Now think about that. I believe this will be the same kind of testimony that we read of Barnabas. So let's be a Barnabas in the way of giving. He gave to God. But not only that, he served the saints. Now, once people decide to give to the Lord, they're going to also do this. They're going to seek to serve him. There's no doubt about it. This same attitude that leads a believer to be generous with his money and his life, his actions, his influence, it will lead him to be generous with his, uh, his influence. It will also lead him to be generous of his time and his abilities and his gifts. Uh, think about that. Uh, you ought to be willing. We ought to be willing to give. We ought to be willing to serve. Uh, the Bible tells us uh, in Matthew chapter 20, but it shall not be 
so among you, but whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. When you think about the Christian life, we're to emulate the Lord Jesus. He gave his life for many. In many ways, Barnabas no doubt illustrated Christ's likeness in his life. Uh, he realized that the ministry was not all about him, but he it was about being a blessing to those around him. So let's ask this question. If you're serving today, if you're working in your church, is it a job or is it a ministry? Do you have a job in the church or do you have a ministry? There is a difference. The difference is simply this. If you're doing it because no one else will, then it's a job. But if you're doing it to serve the Lord, it's a ministry. So think about that. If you're doing it just well enough to get by, it's a job. But if you're doing it to the best of your ability, it's a ministry. Here's another one. If you'll do it only so long as it doesn't interfere with other activities, then look, it's a job. But if you're committed to staying with it, even when it means letting go of other things, it's a ministry. If you quit because no one praised you or thanked you, then it was a job. But if you stay with it, even though no one seems to notice, then that's a ministry. If you do it because someone else said that it needs to be done, that's a job. But if you're doing it because you are convinced it needs to be done, that's a ministry. See, it's hard to get excited about a job, but it's almost impossible not to get excited about a ministry. If your concern is success, then it's a job. If your concern is faithfulness, it's a ministry. People may say, well done, when you do your job, but the Lord will say, well done. That's when you've completed your ministry. And I want you to know something. I believe the average church is filled with people doing jobs. Now, a great church is filled with people who are performing a ministry. How do we know that Barnabas was serving the saints and being in the ministry? Because he exhorted the saints. In Acts chapter 11, here's what the Bible says, who when he came, and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose, with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. Now think about that. The biblical word here, cleave, means to bond in a very personal way. Now here's what's an amazing thing. The life of Barnabas, when he got around people, he encouraged them to what? Cleave unto the Lord, to have a very special bond in a very personal way with the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that not the Christian life? The Christian life is not a religion. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus. And Barnabas urged the Christians to bond with the Lord, their Savior. And I'm encouraging you today. Bond with the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior. If you're not saved, I encourage you to get saved. Jesus Christ paid for your sin. He paid it in full. And his way of salvation is by trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And look, when you do that, you become a child of God. You enter into a relationship with the Lord Jesus. So Barnabas wanted the believers to cleave to the Lord in a very personal and possessive way. Now think about that. What an influence. What, what a great a man full of faith and a person that knew what ministry was because he exhorted others. Are you exhorting others today? Am I exhorting people? I'm afraid that so much of what we do, we're discouraging people. But he was encouraging and serving the saints. But not only that, we see something else that Barnabas did that I think is something that we need to emulate. He encouraged his brother Paul. Now, there's no question that the body of Christ as a whole needs encouragement. 
The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. And truth taught in an encouraging manner will be effective. And man, Barnabas, he demonstrated this in his life. Barnabas was a man who would seek someone who was considered an enemy at the time, which was Saul, and for the purpose of bringing him back for a wonderful reconciliation and great usefulness. And that listen, the Bible even tells us there in that passage that it's what prompted others to bestow the term Christian on those believers at Antioch. Look what the Bible says in Acts chapter 11, verse 25. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him into Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And notice this, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. That was all because of the direct um, influence of this man that we're speaking of today, Barnabas. So, look, here's what Barnabas did. He loved the unlovely. Look, Paul wasn't lovely at the time. He was still Saul. Uh, there would have been very few people that would have had any trust, any compassion, had any, wanted to have anything to do with Paul. Because why? He was threatening and putting Christians in jail. But yet Barnabas knew that Saul was a new creature in Christ. He had wisdom. And by the way, he was right. He was right. He realized uh, what Paul had. He realized that he had been saved. And I say also, too, would go without saying, Barnabas was a wise man. So definitely a man that we should emulate. Not only was he a, an encourager, but he was a wise man. And he served the saints. He encouraged his brothers. He loved the unlovable. And then quickly, let me just say this, he loved the Gentiles. Verse 12 tells us in Acts 15, that all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. So Barnabas did not only love his people, the Jewish people, when he came to Christ, he wanted all people to come to Christ. He loved all people. So, listen, we want to be like Barnabas, no doubt about it. And uh, he's, he's a man that we should study and read after and definitely emulate. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.